Welcome to a new universe, Dramaverse, where we have visionary and exploratory conversations about the future experience society. With me, Samira. And me, Made. Welcome to the cutting edge crossroads where technology meets experience. A zone where our guest, Amr Mohammed, thrives as a quintessential nerd with a flair for innovation. A foundational programmer turned startup maestro, Amr's journey is nothing short of a roller coaster through the digital realm. With four startups launched, two crash landings, one successful exit, and a firm belief in the possibility of teleportation, his tale is a tapestry of resilience. Almer stands out for his unwavering determination. He is the mastermind behind a venerable shipping line's leap into the future, orchestrating the digital metamorphosis from a traditional player in the world's most conservative industry to a formidable AI-powered fleet. More recently, Almer navigated a retail giant through the digital currents. His story is one of persistence, perspective, and unrelenting pursuit of success. A true digital odyssey. Join us as we dive into the mind of Amr Muhammad, the man steering the ship of digital transformation in an ocean of constant change. Amr equips you with the strategies to not just keep pace, but to thrive in this technological whirlwind. Amr Muhammad's expertise doesn't stop there. He also delivers an expansive overview of the latest trends and breakthroughs. Get ready to be enlightened, inspired, and prepared to lead, create, and experience in the digital age with Amr Mohammed. Hi, Amr. So incredibly nice to have you here on our podcast. Welcome. Thank you very much. Excited to be here. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm very good, actually. I'm a little bit tired because I've been uh, lecturing so much. So I've been traveling a lot, but uh, today uh, I'm I'm at home all day. So it's really, really nice. Oh, okay. yeah, that's nice. You need a little bit of resting time in between, or maybe you're not resting because now you're recording a podcast as well, but at yeah, least I'm being actually, at home. I'm also actually playing with ChatGPT. Uh, I'm trying out these new custom GPTs. Uh, so I've been doing that all day. Oh, wow. that's nice. Yeah. yeah. How is it working? <laughs> Oh, it's it's magical. I'm creating right now a sustainability expert. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. When we were playing with ChatGDP um, yesterday, um, he threw us out because it was probably some sort of overload or something. It's like, I have a little bit too much to do right now, so I'll get back later. Yeah, they're having problems with the DDoS attacks, denial of yeah. service attacks. Yeah. yeah. So how is it for you? It feels like being an AI expert and everything, there's quite a lot to do right now, isn't it? You're a really um, well-known uh, expert and lecturer on this topic. Yeah, I mean, I can't complain. I shouldn't complain. So it's uh, it's, a lot, <laughs> it's a lot to do. And, you know, I left my job at co-op for, I think it was 18 months ago or something like that. And I've hadn't had time to, to look for a new job, to be honest. I'm just uh, doing this now. Yeah, that's, oh, that's right. really nice. Yeah. <laughs> so we thought that we would sort of just like dive into the juicy stuff because I've been listening quite a lot to you and it's really inspiring. Inspiring. So we want to take this opportunity to like really, really um, just 
deep dive into everything that is going on around us and of course what we think that this will have as an impact um in the future and i know that or at least i think i know a little bit about that you're interested in looking at patterns and and what's going on and seeing you know what, how, how that will affect us and what that could lead to in the future mm. um so with reference to whatever you see going on right now what do you think lies ahead of us like the next maybe we can't even say 20 years we usually talk about 20 years but what do you think lies ahead you know next 10 years or so uh, not even 10 years. I, I yeah. usually talk about uh, three iPhone models. Ah. Uh, so we we can only guess what is what lies ahead of us, three iPhone models. Uh, more than that, it's just bullshit. It's just making up stuff. Yeah. Um, and in general, what I'm doing a lot right now is I'm, I'm explaining to, to organizations, to, to boards, to 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 uh, as keynote speaker in conferences, I'm I'm talking about. We are about to enter the next chapter of experiences. Yeah. Uh, and by that, uh, I mean the first chapter was was the internet, the web. Uh, the second chapter was the app, and now we are entering the third chapter, which is the assistant. Uh, mm. And what does that mean, you know, in terms of behavior and, and experience? Uh, that's what I usually talk about a lot. And I think it's a it's a popular topic. And uh, the the reason people enjoy my lectures is because I never really talk about the technology uh, because it's not really interesting for those who don't know technology and uh, no one understands it. And and you know, it's not. It's not something people want to listen to, but talking about what kind of behaviors we can expect from people, what kind of experiences we can expect, what kind of societies uh, can we expect. That's really interesting, especially if you run a business, because then you need to understand what your place is in all of this. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about uh, more about this um, assistant. That's like the next chapter, as you mm. said. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, two days ago, I was uh, uh, lecturing uh, for a, a municipality in the south of Sweden, and uh, there, uh, I went through my whole lecture and I explained this assistant chapter, which is basically sort of like a Siri on drugs, on <laughs> on, on steroids. So, so uh, is that better? <laughs> maybe I should have said steroids, not drugs. But, but uh, uh, whatever I need done, I will never go into a web page or open up an app like a caveman. I will just tell my assistant to do it. Yeah. So, so for instance, let's say I want to change insurance company. Uh, today, what do I do? what do I do today? So I have to Google and I have to find numbers and I. Hopefully, if it's a modern insurance company, I can chat with someone. If it's an old-fashioned company, I have to call them and so on. Three, four years from today, the only thing I need to do is to ask my assistant. In this case, I named the assistant Amanda because I like the name and I, I don't have a daughter. So I'll tell Amanda, hey, Amanda, I heard that my insurance company, they deal with a weapon on the, on the stock market. Uh, and then she says, yeah, they do that in, uh, since uh, three years back. Okay, no, I don't like that. Can you find me a new insurance company? Yeah, sure, mm -hmm. I'll do that. And then what happens then is my assistant goes out to the insurance company's assistants and talk to them and negotiate something for me. And the only thing I have to do is just I'll show my face to the face ID and then it's done. I don't care which insurance company it is. 
I don't care about anything. I just, she, I, I trust completely that this assistant knows exactly what I want and it negotiates everything for me. And in fact, if you follow me on LinkedIn three days ago, the world's first negotiation between two AIs happened. Yeah. So exciting. So, yeah. So it's happening, you know, the, the, so, so that's that's where we are headed, or wherever it might be. It, I was when I was uh, presenting. Sorry, Amr, can you just tell us about the the nego negotiation? Was it also like an artificial problem, or was it actually like a real no, no. real thing? It was a real uh, deal. It was actually a partnership that they wanted to enter, but before that, they needed to make sure that no one talks about this partnership because it cannot go out in public. So the two AIs they negotiated uh, an NDA between mm. the two parties, completely by themselves. And then when it was done, the respective humans, if you want, or whatever you call it, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, they, they got a no notification and they just signed it. That's all. Wow, that's great. So that, that's this will have headed. just like huge implications, obviously. But tell us, where will this assistant be? Is it like in your phone or is it, uh, you know, we've seen the glasses or I don't know, in your ears? Where will or is it a chip? Where will it be? I think uh, for the for the next uh, five to 10 years, it will uh, live first in, in our phone uh, as a device. And then after that, uh, it will go into glasses or lenses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then after that, it will uh, merge with our body. Mm. That is wow. so exciting! I have so many questions for you. <laughs> yes. this is, because because what you, you I've listened to you before as well, and I just love when you speak because you're so honest with like the reality of things, and, and I like that. Uh, and what you've been talking about a lot is the experience right mm, so the experience mm. is the foremost and the most important thing mm. and i i just want to know how does experiences look like in the future mm. yeah so in most cases the, the most common experiences humans will engage in is uh with its uh with its own assistant mm. so so if i want to for instance right now i'm renovating my house so i've been dealing a lot with the municipality and and other authorities for for getting approval construction approvals and i have to talk to construction companies and then someone else has to do renders you know how will it look like and so on yeah so this is what i have to do today four years from uh, today what i will do is just stand outside in my garden with my smart glasses on and i'll yeah. just look at the house and i then ask my assistant amanda I'm thinking of renovating. Can you show me a nice Scandinavian style of the bottom floor? And it will immediately render them in my glasses. And then I'll say, hmm, uh, remove the wall, put it just all glass from ceiling to floor. Yeah, I like that, that's nice. What about the garage? Can we move it to the left? And then she will tell me, you know what? There is pipes and sewage under, uh, so you cannot do that. It will cost you extra. Okay, then, okay, leave it on the right then. Yeah, that looks good. Show it to my wife, and if she approves it, can you just make it happen? And it will immediately do the drawings, the architectural yeah. drawings, the construction drawings, uh, the facade drawings, everything that the municipality needs. And then it will just send it to their uh, assistant, and the assistant will have a look at it and ask my assistants if something is missing. 
And then if after it is approved, it will go out to the companies, talk with the construction companies, assistants, make a deal and look at my schedule. And it knows that I want to do this next summer because I need to collect some, uh, save up some money. And it's done. You know, it just tells me after two hours, it's done. So this is That's this cool. will be the most common interaction we will have uh, when it comes to buying services or or experiencing services. Yeah. Um, and even phone calls in the future, it will be. People always ask me, so everyone will just use uh, glasses and no one will talk to people. That's not true. What it will do is you will still talk to people as much as you do today. But the other half of the time, when you talk to people through apps or phones or, or screens, instead of just talking to someone through a phone, you will stand next to me, fully rendered, photorealistic yeah. in real time. That's much better than talking to you through a phone. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I will never meet you. Yeah. Of course, I will still meet you. But when you call me, Instead of holding the phone up to my ear or the AirPod, you will just walk next to me. Or if I'm out jogging, you will jog next to me. That is well, so I'm, cool. Yeah. That is like FaceTime on 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 steroids. But but like I know that you you said you don't like to talk too much about technology, but more about like the human experience. But I'm just wondering, you know, is it like this vision that you're sort of painting up for us here? Is this like augmented reality, or is this yeah. like? sort of holograms or is there no difference really for someone well, it's it's Maybe augmented reality very much it's augmented reality because if it's holograms then then you don't need devices to look at it but you need mm. some kind of light to project stuff yeah uh, but if you have the glasses you will use it uh, you, everything is whole, whole, uh, augmented reality and and when we say augmented reality most people think about you know pokemon and stuff like yeah. that and yeah that's like six years ago yeah. Uh, if you Google, you know, the latest uh, advancements in augmented reality uh, graphics, there is one video uh, when when you read the article, it says you're seeing a sample of an iPad rendering cloth, you know, uh, fabric in real time. So when you when you do like this in the air, you touch the cloth and it bends the light and the shadows and everything in real time. Yeah. and in this article, it says, "When toy, how old are you? You don't look so old." <laughs> are you really supposed to ask yeah. the question on a podcast? No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm forty. <laughs> okay, then you remember Toy Story when it came out. We right? Oh yes. Yeah. So, so this render that they showcased, if they would have done it when Toy Story came out, yeah. it would have taken forty years to render. 40, yeah. 40. And they were doing it on an iPad in real time today. Yeah. So it's it you cannot see that it's fake graphic. You have to take off your glasses to see it or turn off your lenses. Yeah. So what does that mean? It means more than just the example I just gave you. I was I was lecturing uh, for a big uh, automotive uh, company. Uh, yeah. I don't I cannot say any names, but it's it's <laughs> one of the biggest in the world. Yeah. So I was talking to them and I told them these kind of experiences with augmented reality, they are three, four years away. And they said, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it seems reasonable when you when you show it like this. I said, yeah. So I asked them, why do you paint your cars in different colors then? Can't yeah. you just make them all white? 
it's cheaper and it's better for the environment because white color reduces the heat. Yeah. So, uh, because I want to see a red car, my wife wants to see a blue car. And in the afternoon, I want to see a rainbow car. It doesn't matter because my glasses <laughs> will just project anything. It's going to be uh, so many choices. Driving around in traffic being like, I want a yellow car, a blue. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was talking to, to a big real estate company and I asked them, you know, uh, the, uh, five or six years from now, no one will see the same wallpaper in their walls. Mm. No. I want to see beige. Uh, my wife wants to see something else. My son wants to see Spider-Man uh, yeah. posters you know it will be so there is no need you know to to spend money and it's also better for the environment if you just paint everything white and rely on this technology that is only three four years away it's not we are not talking 15 years away no but, but what's that going to be in for i mean what comes to mind for me is also like the fashion industry right now mm. yeah what what how how will this transform the whole fashion industry within the next five or ten years yeah, so this is what I think will happen. Uh, already now, there is augmented reality clothes. Uh, yeah. I, I bought one from Nike, the, the AR hoodie, the world's first. Yeah. It, was, it was really, really expensive, but I'm hoping it will be worth something because it's the first edition. Yeah. Um, and, and this works like this. I, I have the hoodie on me. And if you look at me through the camera of the phone, you will see I have angel wings yeah. on me. So every time you look at me, my wings spread, you know. Wow, so so cool. the, the future of fashion will be half is what you see in the real world. The other half will be in the digital world. And you mm -hmm. can express yourself however you want. It will be like sort of like a digital tattoo. Yeah. Uh, so this is why I say, you know, in, in, in 2030, if you don't have a pair of glasses or lenses, you will miss out on half the world. Because what you see will only be half the experiences. What you see someone wearing will only be the half. The other half they are expressing digitally. And, and is, it event... like the per... is it the person who wears the clothes that will decide what you yeah. as the viewer sees? Yeah, so you can express yourself through others, like exactly. devices. Exactly, yeah. And and also, you know, imagine what this does to people who have, you know, color blindness or stuff like that. Then you can mm. just adjust everything so you can see it properly. So, so, so it's the possibilities are huge, and I think eventually, and this sounds crazy, but but bear with me. I think what will happen eventually is that everyone will be wearing some sort of like gray body socks. Yeah. And and why would that happen? Because everything else is digital. And one, then you might ask, no, I would never do that. So what I think will happen is that we will fuck up our planet so much. Yeah that we will by law enforce that you cannot buy any more clothes. Mm. Uh, if you want to look different, you can do it in the digital aspect uh, of mm. the world. But physically, no. No, it's illegal to produce more clothes. Everyone gets two body socks and then you keep them for the rest of your life. Yeah. That is so, so no gaining weight or, you know, <laughs> just, just... Oh, no, it's a new kind of material. It will ad uh, adapt. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. So good. But, but I'm looking forward to that stretchy thing. Yeah, it's going to be great. Of, yeah. It's going to be great. But what I'm thinking of is like, what happens to the fashion industry in terms of like the hot couture 
we have like you know all the brands that have yeah. their designs and it's a huge thing and then the yeah. red carpets they, you know so what's going to happen with that in the future yeah. is it are they going to do it but in a virtual way and we can yeah. buy it in a virtual way yeah it will go to the digital world everything will move to the digital world yeah and and you know the reason i think this will happen is because even though so many scientists so many authorities, so many entities keep saying we are destroying our planet. Yeah. No one is listening. Not a single company in the world cares, maybe one or two, you know, they, they say that they care. But if you look at the, you know, the, the, the bottom facts, money is more important still. Mm. And now we're even having, you know, people who are running countries who are denying the fact. Yeah. So I've, Nothing will happen in terms of, you know, saving the environment, unfortunately, mm -hmm. until we are six feet underwater, literally underwater. Then we will say, OK, we fucked up. Now yeah. we have to take drastic measures. Yeah. So because everyone already sees everything through their AR glasses, close down the fashion industry. That's a very plausible scenario. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, and I'm thinking the way you describe, like how we are gonna experience everything in the future. I was thinking about the analogy of how to, like, build a house and the drawings of a house that mm, you were into mm. uh, before. Is it gonna be if you put that on the cultural aspect of things? How is like a play gonna be? played out in the future and uh, mm. who is the producer and who is the writer and who are the actors mm, mm. yeah that's a, that's a tricky i mean the whole the whole strike situation they had in the states now yeah. uh, uh was about that uh, yeah. uh, uh and i i think that eventually we at least i if i speak for myself i i don't want content produced by an ai no uh, I mean, it depends if I'm doing, you know, a web page and I need some product images. Of course, I use AI for that because I, I can't afford to hire a photographer and a studio, you know, and stuff. But if I want to watch the next Marvel movie, I want it to be made by a person, you know, yeah. uh, because I want to see his or her views, you know, reflect, you know, what I'm watching. Um, so I think that eventually... Because everything, uh, especially now with the new act in the States where they say that AI has to be tagged or marked, I think that eventually uh, I'm hoping that this is the, the path we are taking. It's fine with AI stuff being generated, but we need to know that it's AI uh, so we yeah. can have our own uh, choice. Yeah. It's, sorry, I'm just, is, is AI, uh, with regards to what you just uh, told about uh, what is being done in the States, is AI like tagging itself now or is it still dependent on that it's like a human supervising the AI production? Mm. Uh, I think the goal is to have it tag itself. Yeah. 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 Wow. And, um, and how would you say that you will, like when you say a Marvel, Marvel movie, how... Mm. how how, today we see it on the movies or on the screen. Mm. How will we watch it in the future? How will we experience it in the future? Uh, have you seen uh, the latest uh, Disney uh, prototypes? Yeah, I have. So in, both in terms of, of robots, 
Yeah. But the more interesting part, I think you can do it already today on the on the Disney Plus if you use an iPad. When you watch your uh, television set through an iPad, yeah, it extends and and uh, generates like if you uh, the scene is you're looking at a forest, yeah, and in this forest there is a creek of water, yeah, and if you look through it through the iPad, the yeah. creek of water flows into your living room. Oh, using AR. So the, the, the entertainment that is happening right now, and this is one of the reasons, for instance, Apple is invest, investing a lot in sports. Uh, if you look at a soccer game, it is being played out on your coffee table, yeah. not on the screen. But yeah. you see the players run around, you know, through your glasses. And eventually uh, you will see James Bond, you know, jump behind your couch. Yeah, but is is that uh, this is so interesting? Thank you for sharing this. Is it is this like close uh, in in a nearby future or is yeah, this yeah. like a... yeah 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 yeah? I mean, already now you can do it using the Oculus Rift. Yeah, yeah. You can see NF, uh, NHL uh, games, uh, you know, the American football. Yeah. Uh, and in three or four years, you will see you know more and more things move out of the TV screen to the living room. So the, for for the coming three to seven years, it will be a mix between the TV, which is which is virtual. By the way, when I say TV, I don't mean the actual physical TV. It's just no. a, a virtual TV, a virtual uh, screen, a virtual screen. And it will yeah. also, you know, some parts will just move out outside. Like for instance, if you're looking at a scene, and the Hulk is throw, uh, the Thor is throwing his hammer. Yeah. You see it, you know, go out of the screen and then behind the couch. Yeah. So that's where we are headed, and that's also uh, an industry which is going away, by the way, which is uh, the 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 you know monitors and screens and stuff like that. That yeah. will, you know, it's seeing a screen in 2030 is like seeing a fax machine today. Yeah. It will be really, really rare. Yeah. So our children can say, you know, when I was young, we yeah. had yeah. something that so was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. to know. You know, That's there are great. several things they won't understand. For instance, you know, if they say screen, they will ask, you know, what is this? What, what is it for? And if you yeah. explain, they will say, but what happens when the content needs to go outside? You know, they yeah. won't get it. Uh, it's as simple as that. But I mean, I, there's so many questions and some of them are really dumb, I think. But but let me just ask them because it's so interesting. So because you said first was the interest, then was the apps, and then it's this that, that we're mm. seeing coming. Mm. Uh, so today we have like a togetherness or uh, uh, some way of bringing things that belong to each other together in one app, mm. right? So mm. what happens with the Disney app or the Netflix app or the the placeholders of some yeah. contents mm. in the future. Yeah, so so uh, I talk about this a lot also uh, during my sessions. So today, uh, let let's simplify. Today, when you want something, you go to that that brand's web or yeah. app, and yeah. you make it happen. Whatever it is yeah. you want. Yeah. So in the future. I will just ask my assistant to make whatever it is I want happen. So let's, for instance, say that I want uh, I want a new phone because my phone broke down. Yeah. For some, what why what is the reason 
when I ask for a new phone, I will not say to my assistant, I want a new phone. I say, I want a new Apple phone. Yeah. So I say specifically the brand. In yeah. any other case, I would not. If I want a table, can you just uh, fix a new table for me? My broke down. If I want a fridge, I need a new fridge. Can you make it happen? Or whatever it is, I only say the object. I never say the brand. But for some reason, if I want a new pair of running shoes, I say Nike. I don't say any shoe. Yeah. If I want a new phone, I say Apple. I don't say any yeah. phone as well. Yeah. This is happening because those two brands have been really, really good at positioning themselves in the hearts of their customers with feelings, with emotions. Yeah. It will be even more important. If you want to be relevant in a world where people only speak to their assistants, yeah. it will be even more important that you need to associate your brand with emotions. And yeah. if you do that, then the customer will not say, I need a new fridge. They will say, I need a new Electrolux fridge or, yeah. or Siemens fridge or whatever it is that I'm emotionally attached to. Okay. Uh, so this is, I, this is, I think, will be the most top priority for brands uh, to understand how to, to, to take a place in their customers' hearts. And, it's and not is an that easy like task. now or is it like in four years? Because have I to think start it, now. isn't it too late? You have yeah, to start yeah. now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is too late. I mean, if it you haven't yesterday. realized that. <laughs> it was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But is it, is it still going to be those um, those same brands though? Like in the, is it the, the, the major brands that we are emotionally connected to today? Are those mm. the ones that are going to take the leap as well into the future? Do you think where they actually still exist at all? Mm, I mean, they are they are good positioned to actually do this transition, but there is nothing that says there is not they they can't be an, an, another brand, you know, coming up. Yeah. Uh, so so you shouldn't be disheartened and say, yeah, it's too late. Yeah. No, no. I, I think know. that focus uh, and actually focus on this and not you know. Uh, balancing sheet numbers or, or you know, all these uh, yeah. financial KPIs that companies usually focus on. Uh, focus more on the experience, on the emotions, you know, to, to make sure that you can build loyalty uh, yeah. with your customers. Yeah. How would you say, like, brand work up until now has looked in a certain way? Mm. In four years, if you are a newcomer in that new world of experiences, mm. what would you say is the way to build brands in that new world? Is it even possible? Uh, no, no, it is possible. I think uh, a good brand building strategy is to focus on showcasing what your customers can be or can do with your pr products and not the product itself. Yeah. So, so I'll give you an example. What what do Nike do when they uh, uh, market their their products? They never show the actual product. No. They they salute the athlete. Yeah. So they, they in in a sense they're telling you that with our products you can become you can become Usain Bolt. That's what you think, because you say you see Usain Bolt in the starting position. It's a nice shadow, and it says "just do it." You know. Yeah, <laughs> love that slogan. Yeah. By the way, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, that's what it says. So I yeah. buy Nike not because of whatever it is they have in the shoe. I have no clue. 
<laughs> I I buy Nike because I see Usain Bolt in my mind. Yeah. Same thing with Apple. I mean, if you look at Apple, they had this famous uh, commercial that they were awarded for uh, a couple of years ago, I think five years ago or so, where you, it's a Christmas commercial and you see a young boy with his family and the whole family is like, you know, they're together, it's Christmas, they're out shopping, they're, they're picking uh, food and, and, and uh, Christmas presents and then they go out in the woods to chop a tree. And during this whole time, this small child is always looking in the screen, you know, on the screen and you get really pissed at him, you know, during the whole commercial, it's like, I mean, put down the phone and be with your family, but you never see a phone. You just see a glowing light, this blue light in the darkness. And you get really, really annoyed at him. And then in the end, he says, I have a present for you to his family. And then it turned out that he uh, filmed the whole day and put together a movie in his phone and then he streamed it on the, on the TV to his whole family. And then your heart just melts because, oh, oh you know. And the, you never actually see a phone. But the message is, this is what you can become with our products. Yeah. So this kind of marketing will be even more important uh, to, to make sure that you are on top of mind when people are now shielded by their assistants. Yeah. So what do you think um, when it comes to values and stuff, what do you think people will want to become or identify with? Is that going to change as well? No, no, I don't think. I think that it will be even easier. Whatever values you might have, it will be even easier to uphold them using an assistant. Because mm -hmm. right now, you know, say let's say I have certain values and I want to, to change, I don't know, uh, some kind of service from one service to another to 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 make sure that i find the service that that follows my values and believes mm -hmm. in what i believe there is some effort into that and uh, i don't want to spend four hours looking into something i mean it's a good price i'll take it you know but when i have an assistant you know it will over time learn about me a lot yeah. So at the start, when I ask for a new service, let's say a new insurance company, then it will ask me a lot of follow-up questions. What kind of insurance company? Does it have to be a Swedish company or is, can it be uh, an international one? Uh, do you care if they have 50-50 in the board of directors or yeah. it doesn't matter to you? Do you want full green energy or not? You know, whatever it might be. But once it asks all these questions, then eventually I just say, I want X. And it will immediately go out and search the whole world for X that follows exactly my values. Yeah. So it will be a lot easier. It will be much, much easier to, to make sure that everything I use and consume follows my values. Yes, nice. Do you think we'll bring in, um, or maybe more, how do you think we'll bring in sort of the the legacy that comes from previous generations and from history that might not be like the first thing we think about when it comes mm -hmm. to like the digital era because we're talking a lot about you know the giant organizations having the technology and then what you want to do is like you express yourself through maybe clothes and fashion and stuff but we have like an immense amount of history and culture and things that sort of has built built everything that we stand upon today mm -hmm. 
Mm. How do you think that will transform into this new next chapter? I I am hoping. I mean, this depends on on uh, on us and what we what path we want to do. But I am hoping that it will be easier with these new assistants to 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 be more culturally sensitive mm. and to understand other people's views. So I'll give you an example. I was on stage yesterday talking to, uh, you won't believe it, but uh, it was a, a, a union that contains like 100 companies that uh, work in construction, con construction and facade. Yeah. I don't know what the English word for that is, but surfaces of buildings. Yeah, you know. yeah. So, so I was, you know, uh, talking to, uh, giving my lecture and then they asked me, okay, and I showcased my assist, my, uh, my phone and chat GPT. And they said, okay, can you ask your assistant about what kind of uh, facade or, or, or um, uh, surface do people prefer, modern yeah. or retro? Yeah. Um, so I said I have no idea if that works. Let's try it. You know. So I immediately picked up uh, picked up ChatGPT and I said, you know what? I have a project. Uh, I'm renovating a, a, a public building, and uh, I want to know uh, should I go uh, minimalistic style or more retro style? And then it answered immediately. This is the voice feature I'm using. Uh, the it, uh, so yeah. it immediately answered. You know, that's a good question. Uh, there are several factors you have to consider. Uh, cultural factors, you know, historical factors, uh, which city it is, demographic, who will use it, target demographic and stuff like that. And they were amazed, completely yeah. amazed. Mm. And transfer this, you know, to other aspects. Like if something, if I'm walking down the street and something happens, my first reaction is to immediately react. Yeah. But if I have something in between that could tell me, you know what, this individual is mad at you now because of this. Yeah. Aha, shit, I didn't think about that. You know. So I'm hoping that with these kind of technologies, it will be easier to incorporate history, experiences, and culture yeah. into every every thought we have. Yeah, that's nice. I think uh, I think this is so interesting because what I'm what I'm thinking about right now when we're talking about this is how are we going to experience art in the future like mm. art or um, like today we go to museums right mm. and uh, we 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 go see artwork that mm. hangs on different exhibitions or we it's it's a lot more like in contact with the IRL kind of experience of it mm. and uh, some uh, bits and pieces have come to be immersive art today mm -hmm. and uh, i know that people are trying to also make it like digital but it's still like a 2d kind of uh, mm. visual mm. Uh, so what would you say is the future experience with that Hmm. Can you see? Yeah, how it I mean, will evolve. Yeah, I think that hopefully these kind of technologies, what they will do is they will help that even more people can experience them than today. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, if you zoom out and look at this, you know, statistically, statistically, the world's art is probably not more visited than like three percent of the world's population. Yeah. Hmm. 
I mean, most of the world is living in you know poverty. Yeah. Their ambition is not to see Mona Lisa. Huh. Their ambition is to you know survive the day. Yeah. So. All this world, the great art that we have in the world is only experienced about probably a couple of percent you know, of the world's population. With these kind of technologies, we can have more of the world experiencing art. And this will also push humanity forward. I mean, what's the reason uh, I, I meet a lot of people that say, you know, these people from India, they must be very smart because, you know, the Microsoft CEO is Indian. The, the Google CEO is Indian. The IBM CEO is Indian. They must, what, what do they have in their water? No, they're not smarter than us. The thing is that, you know, a lot of people in India was living in poverty, but now they're being raised from poverty so they can put their children in school. So now that they, we have the same level of education that in the Western world, it's the same level of, you know, IQ in India. It's just that more people now can afford to actually go to school. Yeah. So they were far behind, you know, before that. And because they're 1 billion people, it feels like they're everywhere. But uh, percentile-wise, it's it's the same, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's yeah. funny. And I think that um, I heard you talk about that a little bit uh, a couple of days ago when I listened to you as well uh, with regards to the educational system. And I think you had like this reference of how you know, how many years have to pass by before we have another Einstein or some other really yeah. smart person changing the world and what would mm. happen with that if, if this evolution actually uh, went off in a good direction. Can you mm. elaborate a little bit on yeah, that? Yeah, so, so so this is actually a reference to uh, Star Trek. <laughs> uh, so so, so uh, yeah, I don't know if you know about Star Trek, but, but Star Trek, in the Star Trek universe, there is no money or war or, you know, poverty and stuff like that. And the reason for that is that there was this article I read once where they reversed engineered, you know, how did they get to that point? Uh, and it turned out that it's actually what is happening right now. So in 2030, around that, uh, electricity became uh, for free because you couldn't charge for it anymore. Uh, the solar power was so efficient. Now it's around 17% or so uh, that we can harness. But in 2030, we will be able to harness 80, 90%. And already today, uh, there is paint you can you can buy and paint your walls, and they will become solar panels automatically. So we have that today, but yeah. just imagine ten years from now. So so eventually, you couldn't charge for electricity anymore; it was for free. When that happened, then more people could focus on uh, less on putting food on the table because they had machines working the fields instead of themselves working. And, you know, machines are run by electricity and electricity is for free. So they could focus less on that and more on education. Uh, when that happened, when put more people focused on more education, then instead of an Einstein every 20 years, we had one every 20 months. Yeah. Because more people can afford to study now. Around 2035, we invented uh, artificial general intelligence, uh, an AI that is as smart as a human. That AI, two years later, invented artificial superintelligence yeah. in 2037. 
a super intelligence is like one million uh, times smarter than the 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 the, the total of humanity. Yeah. This intelligence then, in turn, invented a way to turn energy back into matter. Mm. So how, how, nuclear uh, nuclear technology, how does it work? You split the atom and you get energy. Yeah. But it figured out a way to take this energy and reverse it back to matter. Yeah. And when we learned that, then... Uh, you know, in Star Trek, when 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 Captain Picard goes to this machine and says Earl Grey, uh, tea, Earl Grey, hot, and then it's like, then it creates a, a cup, you know, from energy. Yeah. Because you know that's what it is. It's energy that is turned back into matter. In this yeah. in this case, a tea. And remember, energy is free. Yeah. So now we can create anything. We can create pizza, food, medicine, whatever. So there is no need for money anymore. Yeah. And this is why people stop fighting, you know, and that's how they ended up in the Star Trek universe. And I 100% believe this course of action will happen if we don't fuck up uh, like we usually do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is, that's so good to hear because you hear a lot of the the other versions of the possible futures a lot too. Yeah. I mean, you know, AI or whatever tool we're talking about, let's 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 talk about a knife, a normal knife, kitchen knife. If you put this kitchen knife in the hands of Gordon Ramsay, yeah. you will get one of the best meals in your life. Yeah. But if you put it in the hands of a serial killer, he will kill you. Yeah. It has nothing to do with a knife. Yeah. And it's the same thing here. It's yeah. just a tool, this AI. If you put it in the hands of People who are good, you will get the best life of you can imagine. And if you put it in the hands of assholes, yeah. you will get hell. Yeah. It's as simple oh, as that. Yeah. It's as simple as that. It is. It is. So true. Um, but what do you, if we if we go back a little bit to like the um, experience and and foremost maybe like the entertainment or culture or like the kind of experiences that we want to sort of consume or or create sort of mm, um mm. what 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 do you think like when it comes to for example like a like a global major icon like beyonce for example will she have mm. like her own sort of ar brand sort of like and it's like the real beyonce <laughs> like, well, well something completely new shift where you can take part of her concerts in like if we go back to the screen will you take mm. part of stuff in your own home instead because of you because of all of this technology or mm. do you think you'll still go to real live concerts mm, or mm. or or place for that matter or mm. museums i think that it uh, i mean at least i hope so but i think that people will still want to go and experience that as well but yeah. you know instead of just experiencing beyonce once every four years i can now experience here you know uh, experience her four times a year now but yeah. one of them is real and three is digital, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, we should not be afraid and think that, okay, we will never touch another person again. It's yeah. just that when we are not near that person, now we can be digitally. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it's like what you said before, that it's about like democratizing yeah. bits and pieces that's been yeah. only for 
this percent of yeah, yeah yeah so and everybody gets to delve in and enjoy uh, and also what i was thinking when you said this was it's maybe also the experiencing of the real thing will be different because of the glasses mm. you mentioned like it's mm. it's layered with experiences so mm. you're both there and you experience other stuff as well mm. because mm. of the new technology and then you can have it at home as well mm. i mean if i watch if i watch the mona lisa then i would like to see you know uh, leonardo da vinci sitting next to it and painting yeah. it you know uh, yeah, uh, whatever nice. and i can ask him questions you know uh, what did you think of why this mo motive and so on and and you said something interesting there you know the whole thing with ai is that it, if if we if we do this properly it will democratize so many things yeah. uh and and we, there are two aspects that can radically you know improve uh, the quality of living uh, yeah. and and society in general it's you know health and education mm. So uh, so I was doing this at co-op on a small scale. Uh, the, the scan and pay app that we developed, you know, the I don't know if you know about it, but it's an app in the phone yeah, where you yeah. can scan yeah. your products and pay immediately in the phone. One of the features we had in this app was um, um, uh, allergy check. So mm -hmm. instead of reading, you know, every declaration, you can just say in scan and pay, warn me if it contains nuts, for instance. Yeah. So as soon as you scan, it says, bamp, it has nuts. Yeah. Now, imagine having an AI connected to my glasses, you know, connected to my health data. So mm. when I enter somewhere to shop, as soon as I look at the whole shelf, I see immediately one star, five star, one star, five star, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs up, thumbs down. And yeah. if I if I haven't exercised enough, I can't even see the candy. It will just be yeah. blocked from my view. <laughs> you know, can you imagine? It's like having a dietist, you know, yeah. a Hollywood dietist, yeah. but almost for free. Can you imagine what this does to the health sector if someone can say, you know what, there is a warning. This person will get diabetes in six years. Put in preemptive um, actions yeah. so it doesn't happen. Uh Imagine if the whole world did that. You know what is bi the, the biggest contribution from, I, I was reading an article a couple of years ago, uh, the single biggest contribution from Apple is not their phones or, or you know, devices and stuff like that. The single biggest contribution that Tim Cook considers Apple has been doing to humanity, they have uh, uh, contributed to heart research in ways uh, that was not expected to happen in the next thousand years. Yeah. Before the the uh, Apple watches, an EKG, you know the EKG. How do you say that in English? EKG. Yeah. EKG. EKG. Yeah. I don't know. EKG. G, the heart yeah, monitor. Yeah. yeah. The heart monitoring stuff. Researchers could have access to like maximum five thousand of those per year. Today, they get more than 1 billion readings per year mm -hmm. from Apple because people have it in their watch now. Yeah. yeah. So it has made a giant leap in, in research for, for heart uh, disease and stuff like that. So it can do a lot there. And the other, as, the other pillar it can do a lot is education. Yeah. 
So I was uh, I was uh, sleeping uh, early in the morning, uh, and I heard my son yell. He's nine. He was yelling, "Just tell me the answer!" <laughs> I love that. And I'm like, "What the hell is going on?" So I go down and I look at him. I said, "What, what are you doing?" He said, "This jet chat GPT is not working." I said, "How do you mean?" I asked it about something, and then it didn't give me the answer. It started asking me questions. <laughs> I said, "Yeah, because I I set up a new instruction for you. I told it not to give you the answer immediately. It will <laughs> it will guide you to the and 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 have a discussion with you to make you understand the answer yourself." Yeah. Uh, and imagine what this would do if you could give this to every student in the world. Yeah. yeah. It's like a private tutor. Yeah. A private tutor for every child. Who knows everything. Yeah. Who knows yeah. everything. That's great. And can yeah. give you perspectives on things, you know. Stuff How like did that. he react to this? Your devious plan. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, he, he's still using it. And, and eventually he got the answer. It was like 50-50. A little bit of help from ChatGPT. Yeah. And, and a little bit he was guessing. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. I think yeah. I need to learn how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> For the children. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, not for myself. Yeah. If I want the answer. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, this has been such a great conversation. And I think we're in such a good place right now talking about the democratization of like everything that is good for humanity, like mm. health, education, culture, mm. everything that is nice for everybody to partake in, mm. we can manage through the new technology available right now mm. for us uh, and the and the evolution of it mm. to come, right? I love this conversation. Yes. Thank you so much for having joined us here. It's been Thank incredible you. talking to you and hearing your stories and your perspectives on the future. Yeah. So if you can, can say one thing that is like the punchline of it all for you, like <laughs> this is what I see in the future. What is the main thing you want everybody to remember and take with them? I can say this. If you want to find your spot in the future, stay curious. Yeah. That's the most that is, important thing. Yeah, that is great. That is great. That such is. a final, uh, such a fine, <laughs> final word. Yeah, we love that. Yeah. Thank you so much, Amr. It's been a pleasure having you in this conversation with us. Yes. Thank, Thank you. Have you. a great weekend. Yes. Thank you. It's the same to Thank you. you.